RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock on Ben Chay. Tonight's headlines. Russia attacks Ukraine, leading to fierce fighting in the east of the country. China urges all those involved to exercise restraint and prevent the situation from getting out of control. And Hong Kong health authorities are notified of more than 17,000 new COVID infections. Fierce fighting is being reported in eastern Ukraine after Russian troops attacked the country. Ukraine says Russian military vehicles have entered from many directions, including from occupied Crimea and from Belarus to the north. Residents of the country's second city, Kharkiv, said windows in apartment blocks were shaking from constant blasts as the Ukrainian military and Russian forces exchanged shellfire. Announcing what he called a special military operation, President Putin warned that any interference would lead to an immediate response never previously experienced in history. Whoever would try to stop us and further create threats to our country, to our people, should know that Russia's response will be immediate and lead you to such consequences that you have never faced in your history. We are ready for any outcome. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has condemned Russia's attack as treacherous. He said Ukraine and Russia were on different sides of world history. Russia viciously and suicidally attacked our country early in the morning, just like Nazi Germany did during the Second World War. Ukraine is defending itself and will not give up its freedom. For Ukrainians, independence is the highest value. The United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres had this to say. This is the saddest moment in my tenure as Secretary General of the United Nations. President Putin, in the name of humanity, bring your troops back to Russia. In the name of humanity, do not allow to start in Europe what could be the worst war since the beginning of the century. China has called for restraint on all sides while saying Russia's military operation should not be described as an invasion. At a regular press briefing in Beijing, Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Hua Chenying called for cool heads to prevail. China is closely watching the latest situation and we call on all parties to maintain restraint and prevent the situation from getting out of control. We have repeatedly stated China's position on the Ukraine issue. This issue has complex historical background and reasons. The result we are seeing today is an interplay of all kinds of factors. The Chinese embassy in Ukraine has warned citizens there to be alert for severe disturbances and to stay home as much as possible. Health authorities have been notified of 17,269 new COVID infections, which includes all the cases collected from public and private labs in the past day. They also confirmed that 8,798 more people have tested positive for the coronavirus, of which only three were imported. Another 50 COVID patients have passed away in the past day. 
In addition, a nine-year-old boy who had been chronically ill passed away this morning after he was found unconscious at home. The child tested positive for COVID when he was sent to United Christian Hospital. A chief manager of the hospital authority, Lao Ka-hen, said the cause of death is unclear. The parents told us that patient has some tiredness, malaise, and a decrease in appetite last line, but there was no other upper respiratory tract infection symptoms, no fever, no convulsion, and uh, the patient was not tested any COVID before the admission. Due to the very short period of death, time between the patients at home and in the emergency department, the patient was referred to the coroner for further investigation. On to the weather. There'll be cloudy periods overnight with a minimum temperature of about 13 degrees in the urban areas and a few degrees lower in the new territories. The outlook mainly fine with temperatures rising progressively over the weekend. Currently, it's 13 degrees Celsius to humidity 79%. You've also got the cold weather warning in force. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past 11. The Civil Service Secretary, Patrick Nip, has been ordered to undergo two weeks of home quarantine after his wife tested positive for COVID-19. A spokesman for his bureau says both the minister's rapid and deep-throat saliva tests conducted this morning came back negative. He says Mr. Nip will work from home for the time being. Separately, the Environment Bureau says its permanent secretary, Janice Jair, will also be working from home after her driver tested preliminary positive for the virus. Ms. Jair's rapid COVID test was negative, and she's waiting for the test results of her deep throat saliva sample. People have begun showing proof of inoculation to enter restaurants after the government's vaccine pass scheme came into effect. Restaurants are now equipped with scanning devices to check customer vaccination records before diners are allowed in. Joanne Wong has more. The vaccination pass scheme also covers other places, such as supermarkets and shopping malls, which have put QR codes at all entrances for visitors to scan with their Leave Home Safe app. Some people RTHK spoke to said they had no problem abiding by the new requirement. I don't want to get caught, one man said. But this woman said she found the new rules confusing. The terms are ambiguous. Do we need to use Leave Home Safe when we come to buy takeaways or just a few things? The government said people entering malls who intend to shop for anything other than takeaway meals and supermarkets now have to use Leave Home Safe, but they can also be required to produce their vaccination records by the police. Stricter social distancing curbs have also come into effect, with joggers, hikers and other exercising outdoors now required to wear a mask. Simon Wong, who heads the Federation of Restaurants, says the new measures have led to a 10 to 20 percent drop in business for the sector. Mr. Wong also said he noticed elderly diners would need more time to enter restaurants. It would take them more time, for example, two or three minutes. They have to find the location of the apps in their smartphone. Some other elderly did not have their phone with them, so they have to produce the vaccine certificate. Then it would take a little time to go over all these issues. Some people in the restaurant is willing to help those people who doesn't know how to use the phone to retrieve the vaccine pass information. 
Health authorities have locked down several buildings in Changsha Wan, Changkwano, and Kuntong for mass COVID testing. In a statement, they said Ming Tai House at the On Tai Estate and Royal Diamond Towers 5A and 5B of The Wings 2 will be sealed off overnight, with authorities expecting the operation to be completed by midday tomorrow. Lai Pak House at Lai Choi Court will be sealed off until 1 p.m. tomorrow. The buildings were locked down after sewage samples tested positive for traces of COVID-19. Health officials have found 95 preliminary positive COVID cases after a lockdown on a Shangshui building. They say 2,250 people at Tin He House on the Tinping Estate have been tested since the compulsory testing order was imposed yesterday evening. Ten results were indeterminate and officials will follow up on them. A top government adviser on the pandemic, Gabriel Lang, says citywide testing will not be useful if the daily number of COVID cases continues to increase exponentially. The government hopes to kick off a universal testing exercise next month. Professor Lang said he doesn't advise carrying out such, a, such an operation when the city still lacks the infrastructure to do so. If you have sufficient isolation facilities and you then identify rather quickly with two or three consecutive tests, all of the positive infected people in the community and isolate them so that they do not go on to infect others, then you can hasten that fade up. But it would be on the downward slope of that epidemic curve. It would not be during the exponential growth phase. The government has gazetted emergency laws that allow mainland people to work in the SAR without needing to get licensed or registered. Damon Pang reports. Authorities said the emergency laws, which also say construction projects won't need to go through the statutory process, will provide a legal basis for it to implement anti-epidemic measures supported by Beijing, including the construction of hospitals and isolation facilities. In a statement, the government said Hong Kong's in a very dire COVID situation. It added the healthcare system and manpower will be unable to cope with a surging number of patients soon. This constitutes emergency and public danger, it said. Although the government plans to temporarily ban landlords from evicting or starting legal proceedings against businesses that fall behind on their rent during the current surge in the pandemic, the financial secretary has indicated they should still be able to take action to try to recover any rent owed by their tenants from last year. Paul Chan was speaking to landlords who called into a budget phone-in this morning, as Violet Wong reports. They have been lagging behind on the rent for more than a year. Even though they paid a deposit amounting to three months' rent, that would not be enough to cover the outstanding amount of rent. That was the complaint from one of the landlords who voiced their opinions on the joint radio show. In response, Paul Chen said the authorities plan to allow property owners to settle such issues according to the terms of their contracts. Our preliminary idea is to draw a line on January the 1st when the COVID outbreak began. We hope landlords will go easy on tenants falling behind on their rent since this date and talk with them about the arrangement. This wave of outbreak came too rapidly. Can they try to find a way out together? The amount of outstanding rent before, meanwhile, can be handled according to their contracts. Mr Chen also offered reassurance to landlords who are worried about being unable to meet their mortgage commitments, saying the Monetary Authority will tell banks to be flexible in handling such cases. 
But another caller, Mr. Mac, was not assuaged. You're legislating for tenants to be able to pay rent at a later date, but unfortunately, you're not making a law to ban banks from collecting mortgage payments from me. So where do I get the money to pay the bank? You said you hope the banks will be understanding, but will they really be? I don't know banks that are considerate to those who don't make repayments on time. The tenant eviction ban proposed in the budget will last three months with a three-month extension if necessary. But only select SMEs will be protected tenants, chiefly retailers and other businesses hard hit by anti-pandemic measures. The financial secretary said the administration will seek quick approval of the measure by the executive and legislative councils so it can take effect as soon as possible. Election Committee lawmaker Nelson Lam said he backs Mr Chan's proposal, but he told RTHK that property developers should do more to help struggling businesses. Private home prices have fallen for the fourth month in a row to the lowest level since March. New government indices show that private flat prices in January fell 1.1% month-on-month, but on-year, prices were still 1.8% higher. Hannah Jong, the head of valuation at Collier's Hong Kong, a real estate services company, said flat prices may go down further if the SCR is unable to control the epidemic. Given the current situation of a slowdown economy, as well as the only current situation, and if, if this prolonged till middle of this year, the price will continue to fall and we might ending up negative figure. But at this moment, hopefully, if the current virus situation gets under control by middle of the year, then we will expect some possible movement by second half, that ending up possibly the price increment, slight increment by end of the year, possibly zero to three Global financial markets took a beating today as Russia's attack on Ukraine raised jitters among investors. Here in Hong Kong, the Hang Seng Index dived 3.2%, falling below 23,000. Despite the volatility, Ken Wong from East Spring Investments says he's cautiously optimistic about the markets a month from now. Right now, the markets are treading on a very sort of thin line in, in that sense where they're uncertain in terms of the direction. Everyone's waiting for March to come because companies start to report their earnings. We're gradually starting to see that now. So I think a lot of investors are really waiting to see, especially here in Hong Kong and also for Chinese companies as well, to see kind of what guidance will be for 2022 and beyond. But the fact is is that, you know, I also looked at some analysis and looking at some of the previous military escalations that we've seen over the past couple of decades, we've gone through Afghanistan, right? We've gone through Iraq and even more recently with Russia and Crimea. The fact is is that a month after the escalation took place, the markets actually were positive in all these scenarios. And that's the news from RTHK.
an unlikely hit from the 70s, Dr. Buzzard's original Savannah band with uh, 